Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back to discuss the fifth episode of Silo, The Janitor's Boy, written by Graham Yost, directed by David Samel. This was definitely a upgrade to last week's episode. Actually, the last two episodes, if I'm being frank. There was a lot more solidarity of the plot. And it seems as if there are other mysteries to be had. And thus far, they were feeling a little lacking. But I I thought this was a a really good introduction to a few more a few more plot lines that we've yet to explore before we jump into the recap wherever listen to this podcast podbean stitcher apple podcast spotify go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well if you want to send feedback blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below remember to also like share and subscribe we begin with Juliet in her apartment she's looking over the file which contains information in regards to George Wilkinson's death that really isn't worthy of hiding so she wonders why Holston stashed it Gloria's name was mentioned and I stated last episode that she kind of faded into the background so are we going to see that character again a porter arrives with the news of Marn's death another one when she gets to the crime scene of course sims is already there along with her new deputy paul billings because the way they are pushing this man it cannot possibly be the motive for sam being murdered Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Charles, thank you very much. Dead giveaway. Who else arrives? Well, it's our interim mayor, Bernard, saying if this gets out, they're fucked before wishing to convene in his new office. Jules asks for a minute alone before the mortuary team can come in, confiscating a list of potential suspects that were on Marnes. She also notices that the photo of Ruth was missing. Bernard tries to make light of the increasing amount of homicides, (laughs) referencing the victim's liquor as a boon for being interim mayor for a few months anyway. It's political bullshit. Even Sims is acting like he got some home training by not taking the liquor of a dead woman. So I'm going to drink all this shit. That's. That feels wrong. Sheriff offers that Sam and Johns be buried together. Despite after their unconfirmed relationship being official. Being a a factor into pushing a narrative of two older people blooming into love at the end of their life walking the spiral together at an age that was too much for them and then they died of heart attacks of course we know bernard's support is a ruse at least i know (laughs) or i'm very confident about as he was too determined to replace her ass and too upset about that fucking heat tape 
to possibly, I mean, you held on to that shit for years. You're going to try to tell me that you're going to offer up. Oh, I was wrong about you. Yeah, I'm not swallowing that at all. And I'm really surprised that Jules is. Judicial wants to provide a distraction in the form of a forgiveness holiday. Is that like a PG version of the purge? And apparently it is. But Bernard shuts it down as beneficial only for judicial's place in people's hearts and mind, minds, endearing Jules even further to him. So she clearly doesn't see the knife coming for her back. The fact that they are even constructing a cover-up to hide crime while they look for the real perpetrators is very much how governments pacify the public as we speak and breathe in what we consider democracy. Notice Bernard takes the moment to capitalize instead of judicial with the public saying, oh, I'm going to announce a race to the top, which involves beer and rowdiness. And not even something the mayor preferred, mind you, further dismissing any tribute to her memory. This also is a way to supplant judicial's power. He also brought up at least it could be turned into a drinking game. It was that many times of him being temporary mayor. It was ridiculous that his plans are clearly not to be temporary. It would appear as if Judicial killed Marnes for not going along with replacing replacing Juliet. But what is their purpose here? There seems to be a divide between the two, but I have a feeling that they're working more in tandem because they want the same exact thing. I think that Bernard focused on the mayor and then judicial focused on Sam. Bernard asks for a moment alone with Juliet. Robert takes another opportunity to toss Sam's death at her feet, saying that if she had earlier posted someone outside of his door, maybe he wouldn't have died. But also know that he wasn't your friend. He actually just thought you would fail and go back to where your greasy ass belonged. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're totally projecting. Whoa, relax, dude. Take it easy, man. Cool your beans, bro. Sims is competing with Barnes to be, not Barnes, <laughs> Bernard, to be the most detestable character in the show. Billings over there looking like a wuss, and I can't see what all the fuss is about to place him as sheriff unless that's exactly what they want someone that is ineffectual that they can control that makes more sense because he certainly doesn't warrant you know his first response was looks like someone bashed his head in no shit sherlock (laughs) guns right here blood's on the gun probably hit the butt of it into his brain yep Bernard tells her she should read the pack starting with her department because it is implied that the sheriff is to kiss Judicial's ass so they will do as they please despite her being upset that her deputy's already been replaced and he's barely cold. This is his way of ingratiating himself to her as if it's them against Judicial. 
but he he's not not transparent in my eyes they buried the dead in the gardens which i thought was a very appropriate thing to do it's good fertilizer we learned that there are 10,112 silo residents which over 5,000 are the age of infirmity (laughs) Bernard's eulogy is both awkward and a good indication of his character he's caught up in the numbers and the small little details that don't matter he's not comfortable in the spotlight but he desires it he's emotionally unempathetic and he keeps reminding everyone that he is only the interim mayor underlining his ultimate goal it may pers- may in the past have resented that he was not the stock to be chosen as such possibly because there's something insecure behind it all as well insidiously controlling and manipulative with an itch and comfort and power i think that's both him and sims they don't get the most respect from the outside looking in but they kind of prop their ego up with the idea that they are the true sounding like some geese were killing each other out there (laughs) y'all hear that anyhow um yeah they both have this uh yeah we have the most important job but no one's ever gonna know it it feels like a cult if i'm being honest jules is asked to speak and does so honestly particularly to sandy who really has lost so much And while she didn't at first want to take the job, she says, when the mayor asks you to serve, you serve. And that they, Marnes and Ruth, should be celebrated for their life of service as everyone else does in the silo. That's when Bernard steps forth and says, death into life, circle without end. And they all take a bite of an apple and toss it into the grave, which I thought was a very nice touch. Hank is staring at holding door number three. I wonder if we'll get any backstory because Holston was his mentor. Walker and Shirley have sent him up to check with her or check up on her with hush puppies that he ate himself, leaving only one. He tells her everyone in the silo is concerned, even his cousin on level 72, who wonders if it's even safe for his kids to go to school. Walker mentions something about this later on that people will just will wonder and then they'll start coming up with conspiracies and then they'll demand answers and that can lead to rebellion. He offers his support if she needs anything as she she's not alone and shouldn't feel that way. And that was a long intro. I didn't realize that the intro didn't start until I was like, damn. (laughs) Sandy comes to see Jules closing the door behind her and laying out all her cards of what she knows she's up to on the table shit just got real she says look everything goes through me i know that you want to figure out who murdered george i know that you're the one that talked to holston before he went out to clean and in my mind you seem to have a part to play in 
what happened to him and Sam thought the exact same thing, which is why we didn't like you and didn't want you here. But now that Sam is gone, I want to propose a deal. You find out who really killed Marnes and I'll help you find out who killed George. She still dislikes her immensely, but she wants the truth more than sending someone out to clean that's innocent. She also tells her that Judicial will present a patsy because they care more about order than anything else. And so... She wants her to find out who really did it before the cover-up is put into place and then they end up replacing her. Sandy sends Billings with her to investigate what happened to Marnes because he knows the pact and if they intend to get justice for Sam, it needs to be by the book. They go to see one of Marnes' past arrests, which quickly gets crossed off as he has something called the syndrome via his shaking hands. We didn't get any further explanation of the syndrome, so I'm going to guess it's something that might be important later. She gets rid of Billing, saying for lunch he should go see his wife and kid, but he does not going to see Judicial instead, and she goes to see the only suspect that matters which is Patrick Kennedy who had an altercation right before Sam's death she breaks into his apartment inside she sees the photo of Ruth and some rat poison hidden up in the uh the closet shelf Paul goes to see Sims who is having his candidate shadow called Doug Trumbull read the pact When he leaves, it's discovered that Doug isn't even really close to being considered as a candidate. He's just entertaining him. Jules isn't the only one being deceptive, however, as he has come to Judicial for a favor, which is information on the case. Information that Judicial gets first, which he thought was going to be helpful. Which it was, just not in the way he thought. Juliet goes to Patrick when he's working and admits that he was thrilled to hear Sam die, which really wouldn't help his defense, but she is interested in the second reason why it wouldn't be possible to talk to his deceased wife. Whatever the answer, she places him into protective custody. Paul confesses to Jules that he went to judicial when he goes to see her in her office. She is starting to read the pact, but not to report on her as she suspects but to see about their investigation as they use listeners aka friends of the silo to obtain information and those reports go to them first so he thought he would just get a lead for her so that she would trust him paul is a man who clearly reveres the pact which seems to be a cult-like thing within the silo He knows he needs to earn her trust and hopes by providing a viable suspect he will, which is Ralph Melby, a gambler, a thief, two minor assaults with very little motive. Jules asked Sandy not for an arrest uh, warrant for Ralph, but for Patrick Kennedy, knowing that she will chase the wrong lead and it will make her look incompetent. Billings will get the badge and then they will have their Patsy Patrick. So by issuing the arrest warrant, she explains to Sandy, Judicial will send someone 
and she intends to catch the person in the act. Doug is busted by Nichols, who tells him that they have the wrong address for Patrick in the database, so the evidence meant to frame him is in the residence of an elderly couple instead of the single Patrick was moved to. I knew that place was too clean for a bachelor. A chase ensues where Juliet is almost killed, but the crowd notices her above during the race. She dropped that knife and I'm glad someone did find it, but they ended up saving her. This is also something witnessed by people who are now wondering like, wait, we got murders. Now the new sheriff was almost murdered. What the fuck? Billings wishes she had waited, but she plays it off as though she was just checking it out and not expecting the setup leading him to come to the realization she did, which is that it's the wrong apartment. So Patrick can't possibly have been involved. Paul finds Rob in janitorial and whatever is behind that door is a big deal. He asks for the note. And thinks that they can still make the plan work, which is the suicide note they were planning to put on Patrick Kennedy after he, of course, conveniently died. Couldn't clear his name. And even though he fucked up, he thought for some reason he was going to get out of this shit alive. Especially when a character starts going into an evil monologue. I love this time of night. It's so very quiet. Talks about how his father was a janitor. Everyone looked down on him, including his wife. Douglas's father was also a janitor. Despite his troubling upbringing of being considered lower class and being bullied, the bully found himself moved away along with his family when his father was reassigned. He was disappointed his father hadn't intervened despite him thinking it would only make it worse. But it turns out he did because behind that door is the most important work the silo does. But no one can know this self-sacrifice for the greater good. And thus, it is a certain honor to be considered a shadow. Put your faith in the light. I will say Doug should have known what was coming when he said you fucked up twice (laughs) so he gives him what he's always wanted which is to be a shadow allowing him to say the pledge before pushing him over the rail we finally meet judge meadows and i was really surprised it was a black woman they jules and billings presents the evidence to her And although she and Sims never saw a sign that Doug was ever anything other than he presented himself to be, they don't want it investigated further of what the actual motive was. Paul realizes Juliet knew the entire time when they leave the office and they both remain mildly trusting of the other. Back in the sheriff's office, Sandy tells Juliet that she actually is relocating down to level 105 to their station because she has family on that level, proving that she isn't from the up top and probably is not a snoot like, like she, Jules, assumed that she would be. 
And she tells her, look, I've tired of this place because I feel like when I'm here, I don't know how, but I'm being watched. Now I looked around, there was no cameras I could see, but that doesn't mean there aren't false cameras. And that would make a lot of sense. I think that ties to janitorial. Because if you're a shadow, that means you watch. Yeah, if their whole thing judicial is about control, if everything with these pack cult leaders and followers are about maintaining control and order in the silo, the best way they're going to be able to do that is monitoring people but that would be something i mean even in this day and age with the permissive cameras we don't let that shit in our homes <laughs> so yeah that invasion invasion of privacy would certainly be a fallout if that was ever revealed but this is just supposition but i feel like they introduced that in the show for a purpose and that makes all of the sense if people were being secretly monitors somehow she still doesn't like her and wasn't confident that she'd actually find out who killed sam but tells her she did a good thing bernard in the mayor's office is still drinking Drink your prune juice! i'm disrespectful as the fuck it doesn't even feel like he's drinking in a depressive manner it feels like he's almost celebrating he's decided that a forgiveness holiday is something that they should do after all. Not wanting giving Sims the satisfaction, but something tells me you didn't concede. But tells Juliet that he was wrong about her. Lies! 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 You're holding an imaginary crime over her. Ain't no well ain't no way in hell after she even admitted she took the tape that you have opened your heart he also once again mentioned his temporary mayor status reminding everyone just temporarily here but you know that's probably something he's gonna keep telling people until the moment he declares himself an autocrat once all the puppet pieces are in order he can drop the facade because he feels like he wants to. Like that's the thing about being in the shadows. And not getting the recognition. That you desire. Eventually you're going to want to break free of that. Some people are happy in that. Manner. Some people aren't. Maybe that's the push and pull with. Him and judicial. But judicial didn't even look that. Uh, powerful when. When they uh, were in. Her office like I was expecting a little bit more so I'm, I'm more curious to know what that whole deal is she asked for a couple of days off because she wants to go see Walker saying oh I didn't expect to be here this long I need to go get some of my stuff and say proper goodbyes she finds Lucas in the cafeteria who is observing because he says on clear nights like tonight we can see the lights in the sky and has discovered a pattern. Now we of course know they are stars and they don't, they're not taught astronomy clearly because it's of no value of relevance to them. But that also goes back to, 
okay, so what they're really seeing outside is what they're really seeing outside, right? Because those stars wouldn't be there. My uh, mom, who was watching the show, presented an idea to me. Um, she did watch the whole thing, but she said she was confused and really couldn't give me much information. But she says, what if they're poisoning them in the suits? And I was like, well, that's that's possible. Like maybe they break the suits with something to poison them with. I still just don't get the point. If outside is really poisonous and people want to go outside, we like said other than it being like a reference to suicide, which I felt was a theme, um, and the loss of hope, those are still, I feel like things we've kind of, uh, steered away from. But I hope we get back to that, incorporating what those bigger themes are meant to convey if they're meant to convey anything she goes to see walker and tells her their display up top is better than theirs to which she replies no shit even walker doesn't know what those lights are everyone she tells her is worried about the rebellion she knows what's happened to her that she was almost killed she wants her to quit of course she won't quit i feel like if you know who this person is asking them to do something you know they won't do is rather pointless. <laughs> and I, they've had this conversation 14 different times already. Just support her at this point. Uh, she does say there are two worrisome things about the pact that kind of never made sense to her. The first being you can't make any pulleys or lifts to travel the silo. So that effectively stops the ability to get to places quickly so it keeps everyone in a immobile place right and the second being you can't use anything with magnification with a magnification power over a certain level and the only thing i can think about that is cameras which is something they introduced in this episode as a possible concept what perked my ears is that her mother also built something uh, that was considered a big no-no so are we going to get more backstory on what actually happened to Jules's mother everything seems to be rather coincidentally correct uh, connected and I think there's something into uh around there i wonder if it has something to do with like genetics because they're playing with people's um like who gets to be born or who gets to have offspring who doesn't get to have offspring what kind of things could they possibly be introducing in the genetic pool that would be uh and the only reason I'm thinking about this is how they were screening the people for for positions in the silo. So it feels as if there is a little eugenics involved somehow, some way. I could be way off base, though. And that is how we end the episode with Walker being worried about the long list of casualties of late and her becoming one of them. 
Joel saying, I can take care of myself. And then she going back to find George's hard drive so that she can um, use the trust she thinks that they have in her to continue the investigation into George's death. I think she's naive to think that they trust her just because she seemingly went along with her plan and secretly thwarted it in a manner. But I do find Juliet the most likable in this episode. So I gave it an 8.8 out of 10. I don't have any further uh, theories at this point. I do just want more answers, but not in the, oh, they're taking too long to answer this. It's more like, I hope that they're worth it (laughs) because it is losing the initial pool and we're at the mid season, but I think this is the appropriate place that I suppose you would start to begin to, to double down on what your, what your, um, where your goal is for the end of this season, where you're going to go with this story. Once again, if you want to send feedback, buckrecouch at gmail.com. My social media will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. Hustling, 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 hustling